Chris Black coming to you live from the Bat Cave over here in Lower Manhattan. It's a gray, nasty day in New York. Um, I've of course, of course, been up since five thirty on the Grussel. Jason, it's a little earlier than usual today. How are you? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, it's eight fifty. I actually woke up at four a.m. today, so I'm a little more grussly than you are. Just a little bit. <laughs> I didn't. What What happened? Did an alarm go off? Did your ring camera alert, or was this just natural? <laughs> or did a dog jump on your head? Like what? Why? My, you- my trail cam went off. I had about an eight point buck <laughs> in the yard, so I had to kind of load up and get out there. <laughs> Jason Jason keeps his shotgun next to his bed, not for intruders because Glendale's so safe, but for the bucks that kind of can traipse through the backyard. You never know when you're going to have to get a 12-pointer. California, it's a desert. A lot of people don't know that. And, you know, there are a lot of wild animals around here that you have to watch out for. Um, I actually, well, she, my, my girlfriend, she had an early shoot today in, in, I think in Venice, unfortunately, she had to be in, oh. in Venice at like four or at six thirty AM. So she had to leave at like, mm-hmm. you know, five, five thirty, And mm-hmm. I was helping her out with, with some stuff. I actually got really into my, um, my fashion bag the last couple of days being a nice life partner and helping her out with some some DIY projects. I was altering garments live in the flesh. I've been witness to, to this, and um, mm-hmm. it does feel a little more like Michael's Arts and Crafts than it does, <laughs> you know, Vogue Fashion Closet. Um, but okay. I think because of your love for blue collar work, it kind of if it's like if you were gay, this would be your blue collar work. I I was distressing a lot of garments. I was doing paint splattering as well as uh, garment burning. So I got to pull out my blowtorch as well as You're- my graffiti <laughs> skills were 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 flexed. Wow. Okay. So this is. All right, so blowtorch, you're going, you're taking the blowtorch away from the creme brulee mm-hmm. and you're taking it to the cheap denim. And I feel like, <laughs> are, are we, is it possible that we're going to get a them jeans gallery department like capsule collection after the, like after these customized pieces? Like, is it, is it possible that Carolyn's going to kind of help you? resell some of these one-of-one kind of custom pieces that you were able to craft well i don't know about the clothing of gallery department as well as you do so i can't speak on Uh that specifically but i did get bit by the bug and it's i guess it's a little more kind of you know it's giving a little more balenciaga in 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 terms of the distressing or like or, you know, the Raph and the Rick and the things like that, you know, shoes that have semen all over them and looks like they've been run over sure. by a Panzer tank or something like that. That was kind of more what I was doing, which is not really my flavor. I'm a, I'm a little bit more into, you know, preppy collegiate style, Brooks Brothers, you know, clean, sure. clean stuff but like that's that. that's the thing. Real, de- real designers, you know, they, they wear an understated uniform, much like you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the design, the art comes out differently, you know. Um, and I think that gallery department is famous for splatters. That's part of oh, the really? reason that I'm, yeah, they're, they're famous for a flared double knee splatter, um, oh, which is, those are a lot of things uh, to combine into one transformer <laughs> of a pant. That's for sure. Those are a lot of words. But I think with a TJ touch, 
because of your background in the in the street arts, yeah. I think that maybe you could bring a flair that others wouldn't be able to to add to the to the to, to the canvas in this case. Yeah, I'm I'm blowing mines with my spray in a in a in an ASAP type of way. Um, yeah, brand new Zara jeans. That shit's blowing mines. It, it was kind of fun. I mean, doing I, I I mainly love helping my partner more than anything. I'm not looking for don't, a handout, bro, you, you know what to, I'm saying? You don't have to do you don't have to do this, bro. You don't have to bullshit. <laughs> These people know that you hated every second of this, but once you discovered that it was possible to kind of do graffiti in a legal way and then profit off of it, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of your your ears, your your giant ears perked up is what it sounds like to me. Well, it's it's less fun is because I mean it was it was definitely like reminding me of of my age and my narcdom living my suburban dad lifestyle because uh-huh. like graffiti is fun because you you go and you vandalize private property That's true. and then you go home and you know do hard drugs and drink canned beer and stuff like that you but in in my situation I had to like I had to clean everything up and I have to set up a, a protective tarp <laughs> okay Okay, so you're saying the the protective tarpaulin that you had to purchase um, kind of took away from the from the rush that you would normally get from the train yard. Yeah, Is yeah, that what you're all saying? the all the danger element had been removed because I'm you know I'm in my my driveway laying down a plastic tarp and then being like oh watch out don't get yeah, the splatter yeah. on my on my. So you're saying that you no no Krylon touched the Uggs, not a drip, but luck, but also I had to. The, the project involved, this is very, you know, insider info behind the scenes. This is, okay, this is some okay, demo okay. level stuff that a lot of people aren't okay. privy to. Okay, no, don't. I don't. I don't know if we want Dimna level stuff right now. Like a couple weeks ago, it would be a, <laughs> a joke about a bag of chips. Now I, I think that 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 okay. might be I'm, a little I'm, different. I'm on my Dior and I shit. Okay, I'm okay, uh, okay. every time every You're... time I finish spraying down a garment, I hold my face. You know that picture of Bjork? Yes. That that iconic picture where she's sort of like holding her face, maybe about to cry. Yes. Just in awe of what you've accomplished, you kind of have to sit back for a second and be like, damn, is this real life? Am I really creating <laughs> art on this scale uh, every time a new garment had been splatter painted? But I couldn't do just a regular spray paint. It, it needed to be a splatter. So I had to. Okay. And they had specific like Pantone colors that they wanted for this. So we had to buy like regular like Sherwin-Williams bucket paint. And then I had to buy like a, a, a sprayer, like a hand pump sprayer, and then figure out how to get the right splatter going on. It was a whole thing. Basically, my partner would be would be jobless without me, is what I'm saying. Okay, so we're looking for we got Dior tears this week. It looks like we're gonna get Dior <laughs> jeans, Dior jeans next season, bro. The, it was. It was so beautiful what I was doing to these jeans. Uh, it was they were actually denim tears that were being that were being cried by myself. Because <laughs> this is bringing to mind. Okay, obviously, obviously, gallery department. But now that I'm thinking more, when you when you keep saying the word splatter, it's bringing me into into um, Sterling Ruby territory. Um, who who is an artist that you may or may not be familiar of, but he also has a clothing line that is splatter based. Um, so that's, we somewhat, don't know her. Okay. We know that's her. some, we I that think, sounds like a young adult author. 
Sterling Ruby, you said? No, no, no. That, that conversations with friends by Sterling Ruby. Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's um Sterling Ruby's another LA based uh, designer who loves to splatter. So I think between <laughs> between Sterling between Sterling and gallery department we have two possible collaborators for them jeans to kind of get into this high fashion world because i'm a little kim jones hasn't noticed you yet but like Mm -hmm. i mean look erl denim tears them jeans it's kind of it kind of it feels good to me that's that's my mount dress more basically Okay, so if we <laughs> anybody out there, if you guys work in the in the fashion space and want to kind of connect Jason with someone from Sterling Ruby's camp, we can go down to Venice into one of the giant warehouses and you know run over a canvas with a motorcycle and then kind of get our Jackson Pollock on with a certain but with a certain streetwear flair that I think you're able to bring that maybe some of these other guys can't, Jason. Yeah, some of the other creators in the space that I compete with, you know, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, these are kind of the names that I am in the circles with. <laughs> yeah, my, these are guys. Uh, not only my peers, but also my competition. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, That's how it be. I mean, I would say sometimes, you know, um, I would say to Chris Brown and, and Justin Bieber, you know, shut up and sing. You know what I mean? In, instead of, but but for you, um, I'm not going to say shut up and talk. I'm going to say like I think it's time for you to explore this in a more real way because I think that the fashion space could use some disruption, oh. and I I think that I, I think that maybe you're the guy to do it because you're coming. You're cu- you have an inside knowledge, but you're coming from the outside, which sometimes that perspective mm-hmm. can shed new light on something that we've all seen a million times before. Um, and I, I just don't want you to feel discouraged because of the competition out there. I want you to shit on your haters, as they say. And I will shit on my haters. Yeah, I mean, you know, with fashion, it's a switch that I can't turn off. I don't really have a like the, the power to do yeah, that. You don't have it's an option. not really no. an option. Your foot, your foot is on the motherfucking gas at all times and if if you're going chris brown mode that gas is a three-wheeled car unfortunately <laughs> but uh I, I think that i think that i think that in in your case it could be a more tasteful you know navy blue mercedes uh, um, speaking speaking of chris brown i was, I was yeah. some recent uh <laughs> speaking of he was he was he was a, a trending twitter topic not because of anything bad that he had done but in in something that might upset you um it was resurfacing the information that he oh frank ocean a long time ago beat up chris brown and they were talking about how they're like some videos were resurfacing um some like frank ocean fight videos where we in fact learned that chris uh, that that frank ocean has hands anything anything that's frank ocean related that has nothing to do with his music or his like arteryx stock outfits i'm all for Anything he does outside of the music or fashion space, I find quite interesting. His Tumblr, excellent. His his hands, also mm. excellent. And I, I, do you think he learned that? Okay. Do you think he learned that, or do you think that he's just a natural kind of Scra- natural scrapper? Do you think he's got Tyson like hands? Do you think he's ever practiced, or do you think it just comes naturally? And Chris Brown, 
he said not today was like so like what did he learn by the code of the streets or did he go to yes. like a boxing class at dog pound and then figure it out did he do did he do did he do rumble in sunset plaza <laughs> or did he did he in fact learn this from the streets i think i'm, I'm gonna think? go streets i'm gonna go streets i think he Me probably too. had Me a too. couple like badass little cousins and they used to get to scrapping and things like that and he does have impressive hands. I, I don't know if I'd want to tangle with him at a, at a, in a parking lot somewhere. Oh, no. I, I, de I definitely don't. I think that he's got a lot to be mad about. He's getting dick from wherever he wants. He's buying all of his expensive clothes. He's got that blue big couch that everybody jerks off to. He lives in the Jenga building. Mm -hmm. He rides one of those electric bikes through Tribeca, and, and white men jaws drop to the floor when they see him. So it's, I mean, yeah, I don't know what he has to be mad about, but I think that Chris Brown inspires that kind of vitriol in, in people. And, and I, I think that that's something that we need to inspect in your innards because <laughs> – Chris brings you joy where he sparks hatred in most people. I could admit as a member of Team Breezy that he does constantly deserve to be punched. Okay. So okay. I'm okay with it. It's it's part of his milieu and his and and all of those other words, I think. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I think his punchability unfortunately does not take away from his hit making ability and those two things it seems like TJ is able to separate. Yeah, I mean, if it was a dance off uh, smart money's on Breezy, but uh, <clears throat> also speaking of fashion, in a couple short days, I will be attending the Celine fashion show, Chris. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a show that I've been a little, it, it was, I was excited to go, but I'm a little nervous because I'm not really, I'm not really a, a heady kind of dresser. I'm not a Celine kind of dresser. You're a you're a heady dresser, H E D Y. Yeah. H E A D Y, yeah, yeah. but not heady Slamane. No, I agree. I'm the right kind of heady. I hate to miss this Celine concert that happens to have clothes in it. Um, <laughs> but uh I think that you'll be just fine because from what I've seen on Instagram, it, it it's not necessarily a fashion crowd that's getting the invites. You know, it's yeah. a little bit all over the place. Yeah, I, I I hate to look a gift horse in the mouth, but I'm starting to see some of these mm -hmm. not bold names posting their uh, invites on Instagram stories. Whereas I thought I was pretty special when I got the hand delivered Celine bag with the uh -huh. the invitation in it. That's the size of a, a small or a large book. They have to. Well, they, look, they have like, to. Oh, they don't just give these things out to anyone. But now I'm starting to learn that in fact they might be giving them out to just about anyone. They have to fill the will turn, you know. Which I don't know what the cap is, but you know, you don't want it empty. And the amount of money they're spending on the live performances alone, um, I'll tell you what, my jaw's on the floor. Yeah, who are who are the people that are playing, Chris? I'm not allowed to say that. Okay. I don't want to release that inf information. Um, but let's just say that it's leaning indie sleaze. Yeah, basically, whoever's opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they will be playing the Celine Party. <laughs> 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 but I do find it I do find it interesting. I mean, I was talking about this at a dinner the other night with some fashion industry insiders okay. at, at Sunset Tower. But the 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 money being spent on these shows, like Dior was in Cairo, you know, uh YSL was in, in, in Marrakesh. Mm -hmm. Uh obviously th this show's in LA, but the talent budget is is staggering. It's just is the is the ROI there or is it just like a dick measuring contest that is the question because it's like we we spent 20 million to fly all the influencers to marrakesh for one night 
and the Instagrams were lit. The pictures are sick. And Evan Mock looked great in the clothes. <laughs> but is it like, what is the long tail on that? Like, does it does it actually increase sales or, or is it only to stunt and be like, look how relevant we are. Look how uh, artistic we are. Mm-hmm. Look how far we're willing to go to make something interesting happen, which I, I appreciate all. It all looks amazing and it's cool, but it just seems like at a certain point, the bar is going to get so high that no one's going to be able to jump over it. Yeah, it is kind of, you You do have to remember at the end of the day that this is a, f- a for-profit business where like, yes, it's great that you make a lot of money, but the net and the gross do matter in, in a business like that. And I wonder, I've always wondered that for the longest time where like, yes, you have to spend money as a marketing cost for all this stuff, but at a certain point is the ROI, return on investment for our listeners who are not initiated. Is the ROI really making sense? Is that money being spent in the best way possible, I'm going to say absolutely not. Well, it's like when you go, when not you go to these shows, and maybe this this one will be no different, but because of the the setting, it might be hard, harder to to kind of parse. But the you know, you go to these shows, especially in Europe, and you're like, who are these lame? Who are these fifty losers? And you're like, oh, those are the people that spend two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year with Versace, mm-hmm. and part of the deal is they get flown here. That's all it's really for, <laughs> I feel like. Right. Um because because I don't know. I mean Celine particularly is um let's let's say not the easiest thing to wear. Um just just based on body type alone and your your skills on the Les Paul um kind of determine <laughs> how the blazer fits. So I just don't know uh, but I guess, you know, when it comes to brand awareness and the reality is all these companies, as long as they can sell bags, sunglasses and shoes, mm-hmm. then they will continue to, to thrive. And, and maybe none of this matters. And that's that that stuff is selling. So they just want to have fun. So you're saying it's all about accessories, uh, small leather goods and accessories. Yes. I mean, a hit bag uh, historically will um, push a company mm-hmm. to the to the front of the line, which um, I, I think that we we move a little quicker now. Uh, th- than we used to, but that's still the case. I mean, you know, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what um, what you're carrying right now. I know you were like a Loewe puzzle guy and used to be a Balenciaga motorcycle girl, but I didn't know if you had kind of moved into another. I'm, you know, I'm a Louis Vuitton speedy uh, girl myself. Okay, so just I, I didn't. I just wanted to tell you because we've never talked about it. Yeah, I guess for me on my Mount Bagmore, I, I mean. <laughs> Ostrich Birkin, Ma- if I had to pick Mount, one. Mount Bagmore is is <laughs> the name of my new that's LLC. Not a Pee-wee long, that's not a Pee Wee Longway mixtape. <laughs> I actually, I had a fashion uh, conundrum, or not conundrum. I think that I've only been in New York for a, a mere, you know, almost less than 24 hours, and I've already spotted um, something that I want to discuss that I'm sure the listeners uh, have had an experience with, and you might not as much just because of your West Coast base. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, I made fun of the uh, 47 brand Yankees hat as kind of the yes. the go-to basic chick. It's chilly. I'm wearing my brunch boots and I'm heading out with the girls, you know, to, to get to get a coffee. Mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed another hat uh, making waves, no pun intended, in the in the um, basic chick community. Mm-hmm. And I saw one yesterday and then I saw one today at Barry's boot camp and it's unfortunately a mesh hat and it is for something called Amber Waves Farm Market and Cafe uh located on Main Street in Amagansett. Oh. 
It is a 501c3 nonprofit farm. Um, <laughs> so it looks like... Just like Uncle Polly's. Yeah, it's like, it's like Uncle Polly's. They give back. So I was checking it out, and it looks like a place that's, you know, we'd, we'd probably like it. Like, it's got some sick produce, a lot of pictures mm -hmm. of, of farming on the homepage. It's giving agriculture. Yeah, but then you get inside, and some of the prices aren't giving agriculture quite as much. Um, but the, the Amber Waves Farm uh, mesh hat is not, it doesn't seem to be available online because I was going to buy you one. Well, thank you. But yeah, I, I, I was just, I was wondering if, if, because we've talked about the mesh hat before. Have you ever seen it look good on anyone besides like, uh, I don't know, Tommy Lee <laughs> or, or maybe, or maybe, um, the, the guy from punked Brent Ashton Michaels, Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Like who does that hat look good on and why is it coming back? Okay. So I'm looking at, yeah. Amber waves farm Amagansett, New York. And for our listeners at home, when you say a mesh hat, that could also be called like a trucker hat, right? Yeah. I apologize. I, I don't like to disrespect the hardworking trucker community by kind of, uh, yeah. Speaking ill of, of their culture and yeah. What those guys are doing over there in Canada. We yeah, support bro. you guys. There's, the um, <laughs> So I'm, I googled it and it it's a very basic looking hat. It just says Amber Waves Farm uh -huh. in you know pretty standard Helvetica bold type, and then it says Amagansett below it. It looks as if you know my mom designed it or something in five minutes. It's not really giving anything dazzle, but it's giving I'm rich, which is the key to this. Sure, item. because Amagansett is is obviously a high net worth community located in the Hamptons, um, where. Uh, upper middle class to rich whites go to eat salads uh, near the ocean. Sounds right up your alley. This is no, I'm sure it is. I'm sure the food's great. I'm sure the baguettes are eight dollars and taste delicious. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that the um, I, I just is is fresh produce a stunt on the East Coast is is what I'm getting at, Jason, because it's it's such a bounty in the in in california whereas if you don't have fresh produce it's like who are you you know whereas in in new york it's like let me get a couple of slices you know what i mean so maybe <laughs> yeah. some of these organic lettuces are the ultimate flex and to really let people know that you have those without having to invite them in, into your home for a salad you can just wear this ugly mesh hat and let people know is that what's going on i i mean definitely so i i think that obviously you know in in our world where health is wealth and blah 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 the things that we put in our body you know not everyone is privileged in the food deserts and the whatchamacallit etc i think that it's very possible for somebody to wear a mesh trucker hat and look cool um i know that you're pretty against it i have a few of them and they have to have the right kind of fit to them because they can look they can look big and wide and and broy really quick. I know that your vintage Volcom give jeans a chance uh, trucker is on the shelf. I don't know if you're gonna great hat, but will you wear it? No, I would. I'm only not wearing it because the fit of it is wrong. The fit just is it not working i just hear it's, you it, it's really wide on my head. I hear you saying this, but I've never seen you attempt a meshy in public. Check out my Instagram stories, bro. <laughs> It feels good. Okay, so I'm feels just good. But and also, you know, I, I think certain people are attracted to to the mesh trucker hat because it 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 kind of gives you a little bit of blue collar stolen valor. It makes you feel like the guy who Lana Del Rey is having sex with at any given moment. It makes you look like you are good with your hands in and out of the bedroom and the greenhouse. It makes you look like okay, you so know, you're. <laughs> 
you're you're not you're not only an intellectual, but you are in fact you know a physical person capable of doing labor and and saving someone's life if you are in danger, which is all it really takes to have sex with people nowadays. No, I I know, and I I just I just can't. I personally, I, I guess it's because of our advancing age that watching trends come back around that weren't good the first time uh, hit mm-hmm. hit even harder the second time around. You know, so it's like I didn't oh, like this the bro. I didn't like this the first time, and now you you tell me I got to see this again. Well, they're making they're making it their own because before the trucker hat really was awful. It was you know like you just said you listed all those people. Brett Michaels, Ashton Kutcher, Wilmer, Valderrama, you know. All Don't, not, Wil- not Wilmer, bro, not Wilmer. That's Or no, or just no. any, you know, like a, a Zach Bia type of person or, you know, wearing a cherry hoodie and a Chrome Hearts trucker. Hot. You know, that those are things where you're going to be turned off by by that look. But then I think other people are starting, or or the uh, the most famous trucker hat of all, the, uh, the Von Dutch hat. And I think people are, are re- uh, rewriting the story and the narrative and taking the trucker hat and <laughs> making it their own. <laughs> rewriting the story, you dramatic bitch. Rewriting the story. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're making it their own the same way that white people who listen to Drain Gang are rewriting the story of Ivisu jeans and mm. true religion, you know, maybe saving it because the true religion and, and Ivisu and all those things, like they had the, the hit, every rapper wore them and then they kind of died and fell off and then people sort of resuscitated it so it can have a second life. No, of course. You know what I mean? Kind of, of like course. podcasting. No, I, mean, I saw actually, it was it was refreshing to see because the last few times I've seen the Trueys in public, it has been the Supreme collaboration. It's been some like, you know, uh, Tim Coleman type wearing them baggy with something that mm-hmm. l- makes them look cool and it pisses me off. But I yeah, s- it looks cool. I saw a guy on on La Brea wearing a regular pair of True Religions that fit him like shit, like mm-hmm. as God intended. <laughs> and it reminded it, it was cool. I was like, it's good to see that True Religion is back to the point where like a regular ass guy thinks he needs to buy these and doesn't understand that it requires a lot of swag to pull them off in 2022. Well, that's the best part of streetwear and fashion. Um, and there's a lot of similarities with, you know, in my life in the culinary space as a culinary creator, reach out if you ever um, need me to do any culinary content creation, of course. But it, 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 all the stuff that is exciting about that world is it's technique based and you're taking a thing that everyone thinks is lame and stupid and terrible and you are increasing the difficulty level and making some, you know, anyone can just go into the Celine store and buy a, a Celine whatever that is popular. Or, you know, like you said, they can buy a motorcycle Balenciaga bag or or a Birkin and you're wearing it. But that doesn't mean that you're, you're saucing it out. That It means that you have enough money. But the people who are taking this Ivisu gene or a true religion and really saying like you know it's really hard to pull this off but i can do it and let me show you how and everyone else can attempt it and they think they're pulling it off but they're actually not like that that level of my question for you is you've you've been known to take some fashion risks and apparently you have the sauce that it takes um to make let's say the yeezy work or maybe the size 17 uggs dude thanks thanks so much man that's nice of you so what is next on tj's countdown these are these are the questions that i've been asking myself and okay 
because obviously you know the world of fashion and high fashion in, involves a lot of money and you have to spend a lot of fucking money on this shit when you want to level up and advance and i'm starting to see you know i'm i'm putting in the tip of my fashion penis <laughs> but <laughs> uh, king i'm not i'm not producing a king size thrust into that world if that makes any sense at all chris no i understand i understand i just i wondered if you so i'm i'm saying my the tip is in and it wants to go in further so bad but my business checking is telling me like you could do that right now but it's risky and there's so many people uh, you know, in my life over the years who were living beyond their means in the fashion department and just like, yeah, I, I don't have car insurance, but I need to buy these $500 jeans or I need this Rick scarf, even though I fucking eat top ramen for dinner. Like, I don't want to get into that zone. I still have my life that I want to live and the things I want to spend my money on. So all the things that I really want to start wearing you know, like we did that, we did a thing where we're like, we're picking out some of our favorite outerwear. And I'm like, oh, I would love to buy this <laughs> stupid Vetmont puffer jacket that's just covered in a bunch of like fall leaves. It's like, I, I, I'm like, I'm looking at that like, oh, I could wear that a bunch of ways and it'd be interesting and cool and funny. But also, like, I don't have, you know, I'm not going to spend $3,700 on something that's like a cool and funny idea, you know? So you would, okay, so you would rather spend your money on on important stuff like like food, shelter, kind of those, <laughs> yes. kind, of, yeah, kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of the pillars of our of our existence as human beings. That's cute for you. That's cute for you. Yeah, and but I mean, I've always, I've always admired people who love fashion or whatever, you know, cultural passion that they have, mm. you know, fashion or music or whatever, or, or food is one of mine where I'm probably, there's been many times in my life where I was eating at restaurants that were outside of my pay grade just because I wanted, you know, I loved it so much. I've always admired that dedication to, to wearing amazing clothes and putting a great look together, even though you, you know, you aren't making a shitload of money. That means you really care and you really are passionate about it, but I don't care that much, mm -hmm. uh, clearly, mm -hmm. yeah. to, to do that yet. <laughs> Thank you for saying what I couldn't say. It takes so much time as well. Like, you know, online shopping and, and all this shit and putting together looks and it requires a lot of brain power and hunting well, that, things that, down. Now that's something we know. Doing the research. We know you don't have is brain power. So I'm glad that you kind of pointed that out. I have I, a lot of brain power, just not in that world. No, no. I, I think it's something that I think it's something nice to see you coming to later in life, but still understanding your boundaries. And I appreciate the restraint um, that you're showing because you know you could be you could be stunting and flexing and you're not you know you're kind of you're, 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 you're <laughs> I just plain aren't but but it's also just plain aren't I'm I'm I guess I'm also edging as well because I think you can feel it I can feel it that it's it's not happening now but it is on the horizon so you know in a couple years once I do get into the place where. I will spend thirty seven hundred dollars on a puffer puffer jacket with a bunch of leaves on it. On the puffer, it's gonna it's gonna feel that much better. It's gonna it's the high is gonna be that much higher. Okay, okay, it's a it's a classic TJ Edge mm -hmm. situation, and if that's what you want to call it, that's fine. Um, and I think some people will believe you. Look. I want my nut to be good, not a bad <laughs> nut. I want good nut. I heard a lot of um. 
feedback about um, our wheelchair menace uh, from last from last episode. A lot of people could were not only you, you shared some feedback where people had been uh, victimized by this gentleman as well, like kind of like let's put together a class action suit kind of vibe. I I, I had a lot of survivors reach out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, and I had a lot of people tell me. Damn, that's funny as hell mm-hmm. that, that 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 happened, and I'm like, I don't find it funny at all. Actually, <laughs> I find it, I find that like crimes like that where there are clear victims, there's a clear situation of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see the humor at all. And and the the <laughs> question the question that I have for you as a survivor, mm-hmm. um, I know you've been able to go back into Alexander Wang's stores, which I'm really proud of you for <laughs> figuring that out. But do you think you'll be able to return? to a nightlife scenario in the near future or could that kind of cause some some residual ptsd some pain um some tears even well it won't be easy but uh i i'm taking some <laughs> precautions um i i did get some celine steel toe boots so the next time our our, our menace does wheel over my shoe you're gonna be fine. i won't have to end up in the emergency room like i did on saturday okay i'm I'm glad. I'm glad to know that you're able to kind of push through because I was. I don't know. I, I just. I worry about you because a lot of your identity is wrapped up in nightlife. It's kind of <laughs> where you got where you got your start, and for for yep. some kind of rando stranger to ruin that mm-hmm. um, would be would be upsetting to me, but also just upsetting for the entire nightlife community because I think they need you more than I need you. <laughs> Damn, I never thought about it that way, but it's true. Yeah, I, I had multiple people reach out to me who were at that party who also said that person ran my shoe over with their wheelchair. So when you called him a wheeled menace, you were not mincing words. No, and I don't like to do this. You know, I don't want to do this. I, I just, what what choice do I have? It is a touchy know? subject, of course. I mean, and obviously we're not insulting or shaming or any of this stuff, you know. You can be a victim of an attack by someone who was uh, disadvantaged or disabled, and that still doesn't mean I wasn't yeah, it doesn't, injured it doesn't. or, or uh, you know, assault is a strong word. Some people might use it. I wouldn't. Obviously, <laughs> I, live, I live to rave another day. He lives to rave. But other people, other people who aren't as strong as I am. Yeah, they might not recover as quickly. Yeah, they might, have a, they might take umbrage with it. <coughs> I, I want to talk about egging. Okay, like egging someone's house or car. I just saw t- this morning that King Charles uh, was egged, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I just think it's really cool to do that. And I think we should bring that back. I fantasize about egging constantly, and, and this is not a joke. Like egging a person, a house, a car. Okay, so like what kind of? So basically, whenever I'm driving in traffic and somebody does something fucked up to me, you know, cuts me off, almost hits me, you know, their cars merging in, you know, they steal a parking spot, any type of road rage incident where you just have to be like, well, that fucking sucked. I I always just say, and I want to talk to our friend, a friend of the show, Benjamin Edgar. He made that single use kind of milled aluminum cigarette oh, holder. Oh, I like where this is going. I like where this is going. So he's he's got a, uh, if you if you don't know, check out Benjamin Edgar. He makes lots of cool little industrially engineered objects and he makes them very well and one of the things he made 
was a single-use cigarette holder. It's just a little metal tube that you hold one cigarette in, you know, after a meal at Odeon and you want to have a cheeky cig, whatever it is. I want him to make a single egg holder that will protect it, keep it from cracking, uh, so that when I do need to produce and throw an egg at someone's car or someone's body, it's right there for me. And I don't have to carry the whole dozen with me in the car because I'm on the go. Of course. And, yeah. you know, I don't always have my crossbody with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't always. <laughs> The thought uh, of you, I don't, uh, the, the idea of you having a supreme crossbody on and reaching in, pulling out a single <laughs> egg to throw at someone. <laughs> no, but I, because when I was a, when I was kind of a badass little kid, oh. we would get eggs and then drive around at night and kind of throw them at oncoming cars from a car. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. You know, we'd be crossing, you'd hit the windshield, obviously the driver would freak out, no one would wreck or die, but it was a nice little prank. That you know of. Well, I mean, I okay, fair. No harm, no foul, as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm only saying that because I speak, I'm speaking of a situation that, where some you know, death could have happened. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that rocks would cause more, Kind of, if if it was something that would shatter the windshield, I think death becomes her. Well, I've done it. I've done it one time. Well, we used to do that. We would go to the to the supermarket and where they have displays out outside, out front of it, where there'll be you know pallets of twelve packs of Coke and toilet paper and things like that. And then they'll also have the displays of watermelon set up, and we would go. And steal, you know, a couple, two, three watermelons. Couple, two, three melons, bro. You were going melon melon. Uh, you know, I took a couple, two, three seedless watermelons <laughs> imported from Japan. Bro, you, were, you know what I'm saying? You're telling me you were you were hung, hung you were hurling melons at at cars. Yeah. So you get the you get the watermelon. You and your you and your boys. You and your people, you're driving down a residential yeah. street at, you know, five in the morning and you're going, you know, about a buck, buck oh five on the, on the dash. Yeah, you got to go fast. And then you, all you have to, yeah, you don't have to throw the watermelon because it's hard to throw a watermelon. You just from let, the, you just let go. Yeah, you just it. stick you it just out the window and kind of let go. And that, yeah, the windshield is obviously smashed mm. instantly. And then there's a couple times where we did that, where it was like, yeah, we should probably stop. This is not, yeah, that was this not, is not nice. I was more of a um I pr uh, the egg thing was more of a classic prank. Yeah. But the the my personal favorite revenge was uh tire slashing or shooting tires with pellet guns. Oh, really? Okay, that's actually a good question or I mean a good topic because I have some questions for you about that. Cuz I if if one of my enemies, you know, tried to threaten me or do something physical, I would obviously go to their house in the middle of the night and then slash all the tires on their Jeep Wrangler. And let's not forget the spares going too. <laughs> that's when you that's when you that's the real way to get somebody. If you're gonna slash tires, you gotta do four plus one. You know, it's you can't leave out the spare because it's just a it's just a nice extra sprinkling of shittiness that they deserve. You are a you're a bastard. Okay, so so yeah, shooting out the spare, that's an extra level of of uh i guess it is giving cunt i it's a thing that i've been thinking about because maybe about a month ago i was driving in my neighborhood mm. with with my whole family unit doggos and all yeah i was gonna ask like who's in the unit <laughs> yeah it was it was me and the girls 
um, and we were driving down a residential street. You know, I'm, I'm, I have 20 on the dash, as I should. And there was a, a person that lives a couple streets down that was parked, like parallel parked in front of a house. And they, it was like a group of teens, maybe like three or four teens in a Subaru. And they pull out of the parking spot into oncoming traffic, which is like right where I am. And they almost hit my, almost hit the car. And I had to like honk and swerve and, and yell and all that stuff. And I look <laughs> and you do the thing whenever something like that happens, you always do the slow down so you can look, look at the person in the eye and then yeah, you want a little contact. You want a little contact, but you have, you kind of have to mouth the words like you stupid motherfucker, you know, like, yeah, you, you gotta know. let them know. You gotta let them know. And I look at it and it's like a group of maybe, you know, three or four, you know, late teens, early twenties people, and they are they are laughing at me. Oh, they laughing said, at me because they old fella, old fella is a little upset. Yeah, yeah, We're old fella was it. a little upset only because you, you know, if you if I didn't swerve out of the way, you would have crashed your Subaru into the Tesla. And they thought that it was funny that I was overreacting and yelling at them and calling them, you know, pieces of shit. I just think it's funny how this old man was so <laughs> mad when we almost hit him. So I'm obviously not going to fist fight a 19 year old girl in a Subaru for a number of reasons. This person lives, you know, 30 seconds from me. I drive past their car constantly. Okay. I think there's some things to be done here. Um, mm -hmm. First, I think we start with a threatening note, kind of. Uh, ransom style where you cut the letters out of magazines um, <laughs> mm -hmm. just kind of put that put that under put if you put that under the windshield wiper and what 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 does the threatening note say exactly i think um like you fucked up pal no i think something less threatening and more uh i'm watching you so something more like um mm -hmm. you know what you did you know? <laughs> well that's that's you know, that's the problem is because <laughs> I need to exact my revenge, but I also don't want to leave any clues or snitch on myself because the whole purpose or my whole goal right now, which I've sort of ruined by uh, talking about this publicly to tens of thousands of people. So I am sort of dry snitching on myself, but I wanted to wait so long that these teens forgot about our interaction. And then, you know, a year from now, six months from now, I do a Chris Black method where, you know, the tires get slashed, including the spare. You know, maybe I hire some of my my friends and the family, quote unquote, <laughs> the, to, you know, I'd hate for something to happen to your catalytic converter. You know what I mean? I would hate, I would hate, for, I would hate for something to happen. The problem is, is that when we were doing our little uh, petty crimes, we were young enough to claim stupidity and not do jail time. Mm -hmm. And now at our advanced age, um imagine if you imagine if you got caught stealing a a teenager's catalytic converter to teach them a lesson uh in your neighborhood that would be um, yeah i mean humbling. i wouldn't do the catalytic stealing myself i would not convert their the converter into a you would have one of your goons i'd have a foot soldier i'd have a pawn in the game of course at that <laughs> point i am worried that they will rat me out of course glendale pd will kind of interrogate them and they want to go up to the top they want to know who their boss is and who their boss's boss is <laughs> at a certain point you know my my instagram profile pic will be at the top of a uh, dry erase board and the other problem is 
back when we were youths, you could do something like this and they'll wake up and all their tires are slashed and they're, they're going to be like, that fucking sucks. Now they wake up, the tires are slashed. They look at their ring cams, their neighbor's ring cams, you know, and you could piece together. That's true. Uh, and That's also true. if I'm working by cover of night, even if I am wearing a hoodie and a, <laughs> and a shysty balaclava, they still, You're you easy. know, it's like, yeah, it's like when they see the Bigfoot on the trail cam footage <laughs> and it's a fucking nine foot tall. They, they're like, creature. I've seen this bitch. I've seen this bitch walking his two little dogs with a sustainable coffee cup the last three days in a row. We know where to find exactly, him. Exactly. Exactly. So, and so I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to maybe, maybe the wheelchair, maybe, maybe it's the wheelchair. Maybe I will make amends with my, with my wheeled menace and be like, Hey, We'll call it even if you let me borrow your wheels for the night. Oh, and it is motorized. Oh, so I'll kind of zoom. I'll kind of zoom this is up good. in the this bike is good. lane. This is good. So you're in the HOV in lane. The am, am I wearing a, a grandma's wig in a Medea style situation? <laughs> yeah, I am. So Jason goes Medea mode <laughs> to finally get back with it, get back his teenage neighbors for sort of cutting him off one day in the car. <laughs> I think. I think. It's it's also we could also go back to something really kind of kind of uh archaic mm -hmm. and maybe get some of our young foot soldiers to toilet paper the car but in a in i'm talking mummy mode like this shit is tight like it looks like elizabeth taylor coming out of plastic surgery <laughs> you know what i mean like this shit is this shit is wrapped up like it's gauze the the, the mirrors can't open Okay. You know, so it's almost like a, it's a breakable tape, if you will. And luckily it doesn't rain that much in Southern California. This could, if you do it right, the doors could be shut for days until they <laughs> cut it off with a, a pocket knife or something. Okay. So you want the, the Forester to look like Kirstie Alley in a Mugler dress. Exactly. I want this Hold, shit. This holding on for dear life. Uh, yeah, exactly. I want, I want this shit to look like Hervé Leger's draped over Kim's butt. You know what I mean? Like this needs to really, really bingo. I think that this could. I think that is such a throwback that these youngsters wouldn't even know. They would be like, "What is that? Is that toilet mm -hmm. paper?" Like, I don't. <laughs> we don't use that. We have a bidet. What is that? You know. And I think that you could really. That's. I think that's even a better lesson to teach. There's less victims, and there's no way that you could legally really be held accountable. Like that's that's a no cop is going to arrest a 42 year old man for toilet papering a Subaru. This is this is a very good point, but it's not it's not going to have the sting that I need. I want to have the I want to well, have the can, egg. No, hold on. I want to have the egg on the hood that bakes into the paint and is forever sullied. Well, what we could do is add a little extra flavor to the TP, and maybe let's uh. Let's ideate on what we could put under the door handles, if you know what I mean. Oh, fentanyl. No, no. <laughs> well, I was thinking more. <laughs> I was thinking more since you're already picking up shit on a daily basis. Uh, why not repurpose that under the handles of every door, all four doors, and let's not forget the trunk. An old-fashioned doo-doo door. An old-fashioned doo-doo door. That's a victimless crime. <laughs> you're you're you're, it, you're you're curbing your dog and then sustainably reusing it. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually a nice thing to do if you think about yeah, it. Put that on your citizen app and smoke it. I just think that this, I think that the toilet paper idea is is an easier idea. We can call Mikey and Tim. I know they don't have plans this weekend, mm -hmm. and kind of see 
see what they're up to. You making you looking to make a little extra a little extra scratch this weekend? <laughs> I know I know you, you took a hit on uh, St. <laughs> John's and and Yukon. Okay. <laughs> you took you took a hit on on Kansas State women's volleyball this I weekend. I know you didn't so cover the spread you... for the guys back east, so <laughs> Bro, the idea, the idea of hiring people with gambling debts to toilet paper a car to, to cover because they're down a hundred dollars mm-hmm. is a um is a, is something that that we should exploit. We should we need to exploit the gambling community to commit petty crimes for us. That that's something that we should. You want to talk about sustainability? <laughs> yeah, let me say. Oh, you talk about reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> I got some news for you. <laughs> I saw this morning. Um, on uh first avenue as i was leaving mm-hmm. uh walking home i saw um a hot new york chick carrying an open container of <laughs> munchkins from dunkin donuts <laughs> eating them like just having a like that was breakfast okay when you say an open container and also a munchkin for our listeners who don't know those are like a donut hole right like the small for our, for our listeners for our listeners it's it's a it's an american timbit okay so and, and this was well this is the type of thing that only a hot new york chick could do which is walk, walk around and have donuts for breakfast it was it was incredible she she was she was dressed super well, like hair done, makeup done, like strutting, you know, looking good, confident. And I'm like, what is she? Oh, oh, she's just having a glazed donut hole at 9 a.m. on a Monday. So this this must have confused your penis, I'm assuming, because normally that type of behavior and activity is not up your alley, right? No, but just somebody eating breakfast alone. No, eating breakfast can be chic. I think actually breakfast is the chicest meal of the day. Really. If you if you want to get into yeah, it. I guess you're right. Um but she wasn't having, you know, uh a hard boiled egg or or even <laughs> a you know black coffee or I mean, God forbid, a, an Earl Grey with a little bit of milk. Mm-hmm. It was she a, didn't have was, a chia seed gogurt. But what I like about this is because, and, and I I don't like to admit this, uh, really, is that I have a I have a pretty rich history with the Munchkin community. <laughs> Growing up, uh, my mother, my mother, um, often worked uh, weekend nights at Piedmont Hospital delivering babies. Mm-hmm. And so Monday mornings... Hold, hold for sympathy applause. Uh, hold for sympathy applause. My mother, a, a saint uh, who birthed a devil, um, is... Mm. So she would come home on Monday mornings, and lo and behold, she would have a little 20-piece munchkin <laughs> on the counter for fat little Chris to, to <laughs> nibble on. So when I, when I saw this hot New York chick munching on the munchkins... I, it just brought me back to my childhood, I think, is what it was. And it did make me emotional. So you, this was your Ratatouille moment. I don't know if you've ever seen this that was, film. I, I, I've never seen Ratatouille, um, but I know that it does have emotional uh, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Am I Yeah, am at, I the, at, the, and the, at the end of the film, there's, there's like a curmudgeon-y French food critic that hates everything, and he's super judgmental, and nobody can win him over. Okay. And then he, he takes a bite of this ratatouille that was made by a mouse using a human boy as sort of the conduit to create 
on a human-sized kitchen, and then he eats this simple dish of, of kind of cooked vegetables, and then he has this epiphany moment back to his childhood when his mom made the ratatouille, and he's like, oh, yeah, three Michelin stars for this motherfucker. Okay. So you see the Timbits, and you even though you know this is a disgusting food to be eating, you're instantly whisked back to childhood and those memories yeah. that we've maybe been trying to kind of brush under the under the rug a little bit if we if we want to be vulnerable i it's true and i think that the the munchkin is you know in theory it's it's a it's like a nice donut uh option because you don't have to you have a couple and that's like half a donut you know what i mean yeah and the beauty of well sorry to interrupt the beauty of getting a 20 piece is you can eat half of them and then when you flush the other 10 down, it still looks pretty substantial. And that visual cue of seeing 10 donuts being flushed on the toilet, it makes you feel as if you have eaten none at all. That's true. And, and this is before my flushing era. So, and then let's give them something to flush about. I would probably eat all 20 is, is the real. But I think that the real thing about the, the, the Munchkin 20 pack is the mixing and matching of flavors and textures. And I, I'm going to I'm going to appeal to your foodie nature here, mm-hmm. but the you know that that makes a big difference because I'm a traditional glazed guy if I'm being forced to whole and <laughs> you might be more of a cake guy or a chocolate glaze. You know, I don't know what you're into. Mm-hmm. So if you get the grab bag, it's something for everybody. And I I'm desperate to know what this uh, woman's mix was, you know, because <laughs> I couldn't tell by looking at her which way she would lean when she bellies up to the donut. I'm pie. sure she listens to the pod. Uh, local First Street hottie, send me a DM. <laughs> Not about anything else. No, no, none of your vulgar photos. I want to know if you get a 20 pack. Let's see what the dynamic range is. Actually, just just all ladies in general let, let us know your munchkin orders you know like let's not let because i know i know you guys are low-key getting munchkins on the weekends you know i know you post the pictures of your lattes and your croissants and maybe your omelets but i know i know that when the iphone 13 is charging in the other room you're really just shoveling those holes in your mouth and 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 well, I, iPhone, I don't blame you sweetheart it's charging in the other room <laughs> Uh, that's where my fast cable is. The holes are good, man. The holes are good. And I've been thinking about the holes ever since I, I saw this this beautiful site this morning. Okay. So um, what else? Is, Chris Chris has hole on the mind. What else is new? You know, it sounds like another Tuesday in New York. I know. I mean, that's it, really. I'm just running around. I have some work to do, obviously. Um, we have the uh, J. Crew Holiday Soiree. Uh, at at Odeon, oh. um, which I'm, which will be fun. Glad I missed that. Going to a a dinner at friend of the show Emil's house tonight. Um, that's supposed to be mm. um spicy. I don't mean the I don't I don't mean the participants. I mean the the um the the cuisine. The cuisine. Yeah, they'll be having some selections from the northern Thai region. If I know my Emil, say say hi to his cat for me and make sure to smoke a cigarette indoors for me. Uh, my two favorite things in his house, aside from his hi-fi sound system. Well, I was gonna. I've, I'm kind of learning some new, new stuff to play on the piano, because um, I'm right now. I'm kind of trying to get past chopsticks, so hopefully, I can kind of get some. Um, yeah, you, you. As soon as Pitchfork dropped their top hundred songs of the year, you learn the first ten every year 
just to kind of exactly for the holiday season (laughs) yeah uh i mean we don't we we have a little bit of time but jason sent me the pitchfork hundred songs and as you can imagine it's twisted and do you really have you really never heard of the band always never heard of them never heard of them i listened to the song it wasn't bad wasn't bad always is always the new album is something that so many people in my life are like chris you're gonna fucking love this and i tried 10 times to like it and it just did nothing for me it's not bad by any means it's just like I don't, it doesn't have any re- returnability for me personally to me but the point is oh sorry go ahead that it's number that, that that song is number one is pretty insane well pitchfork always has to have the number one song be a curveball that's yeah of course uh, what what we come to expect from them and actually what i enjoy about them um to to give shine it is a little bit of the um like bon appetit best new restaurant of the year kind of thing where it's a blessing and a curse Except for bands, it doesn't matter because that just means you can just play at a bigger venue if you sell more tickets. But uh, I, I like that about Pitchfork. The, the band reminded me of like, um, I don't know, it was like half My Bloody Valentine, half Phoebe Bridgers. But if Phoebe was, I don't know, different. It was a diff- It was like a parallel universe Phoebe Bridgers kind of thing wasn't bad there's number two is destroyer which i've always thought was boring i don't know people love destroyer but i could never people get into it destroyer i'm glad to see number three uh glorilla fnf yeah great glorilla song. fnf is is better than every song on the top 15 except for steve uh, is steve lacy bad habit in the top 10 i don't think it is it's not it's not and and the best part about pitchfork reviews are when or I guess not anymore because you know it's a little more racially diverse. But whenever you'd have they they always felt the need to add all of these, you know, very kind of gritty underground street rap artists. Yes, like Chief yes. Keef is always on there, and the review is always written by somebody named like no. some like literary white dude who yeah. lives in in Delaware. Well, writing, you, you go to his contributor page, and it's like, yeah, I live in Greenpoint with my two cats, and I also contribute to N Plus One, <laughs> uh, the Drift, and and the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. It's it's giving um, it's it's post crunk with an early kind of jerk uh, <laughs> essence to it, and and the, with a with a rousing chorus. <laughs> rousing uh, <laughs> chorus i can't repeat i can't repeat the rousing chorus because it would be racially charged but you guys know so what it so is. I'm, I'm i'm glad pitchfork has black people writing reviews as well now um alex g at number four i, I didn't listen to his new album that much but you know his last album is classic that shit absolutely slaps it's 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 what's sean is it runaway runner a oh, runner i'm sorry runner yeah that it, it's because people say it sounds like soul asylum runaway train oh which it does what but i'm like okay every song sounds like something and that song's good too so i'm i'm with it bro it is sounding like runaway train by soul asylum known as a good thing i don't know i mean i think when that song came out it was it was known as a cheesy song yeah but it's but, uh, i was i was a, i was only a kid when it came out so i was but if you listen to it now you're like oh this song is i mean the the, the video that was like pretty heavy-handed about children runaway children i think made it feel a little cornier than it actually is as a song yeah i remember the the end of the video it showed real live mug shots yeah or i guess mug shots no like, mil- word, but like, yeah, milk like the carton. milk carton yeah, photo yeah yeah, yeah. i know which that part was cool. Number five, Beyonce, Alien Superstar. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm sure. Hopefully, the the ballroom artist that created that original song is getting <laughs> getting a check. is getting points <laughs> off of that. 
Yeah, yeah, yes. Number six, Speeding Off the Edge of the World, a song that you like and with friend of the show, Perfume Genius. Yeah, that song is good. I'm a, I'm a big Perfume Genius head. So. We still need to get perfume on the pod, man. What the fuck? I know. I've hit him multiple times and he doesn't PG, respond. you think you're better than me? Yeah, PG, we know we run in the same gay circles. Don't run from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My life partner styled him for uh, an iconic shoot. Yeah, great shoot. Number seven, Rosalia, my girl. Rosalia. Glad to see her on there, of course. Not my favorite song from the album, Sauco, but I'll take it. Number eight, Alan, Alan Brax and DJ Falcon, two, two gods of the French Touch movement. Speaking of, speaking of, speaking of songs I've never heard of, yeah. um, I've seen DJ DJ Falcon's name before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Brax, I'm not familiar with, but I've been told they're Daft Punk adjacent. They are Daft Punk adjacent. They're they they both came up in France during the same time, and they've both kind of. I know Falcon has. I'm I'm sure Brax has in some way, but they've lended some like co-production on some early stuff. But they were pioneers of that like late 90s french touch sound where they made Mm. they would sample kind of like soul songs and like cool disco stuff and and freak it um but you know i don't know why so many edm or dance music artists want to have panda bear vocals on their song i feel like it's a thing that i see Mm. more often than not like zombie has a song with panda bear and all these other people do for some reason i don't know but Love those guys. I have been drunk with Alan Brax eating Del Taco one time. I like that. Great guy. And D- DJ Falcon is is like a hot old guy who surfs and lives in, in LA now. So that that's a good vibe for him. That's very good. If, uh, if I had a better body and stuck with DJing, I would probably have a similar trajectory in my life. Well, we'll see. Uh, bad, bad Bunny. <laughs> bad Bunny at number... You know, we look kind of similar in some ways. We both got a big schnoz, a little beard, stuff like that. He's more tan and hunky than I am, unfortunately. He's like a, he's like a French lipes. <laughs> um, number nine, Bad Bunny. Titi, Mi Pregunto. Uh, I don't listen to Bad Bunny because all the songs just sound Dude, the same. They, don't, they just sound cool. Uh, number 10 is my biggest question because I'm unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Hikaru Utara, some near, somewhere near Marseille. It, she's somebody that I didn't know about that much until earlier this year when this she dropped this album. The artwork for it is cool. It's like her wearing some essentials clothing in her hallway. But she she's <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> this is, yeah that's a, it's crazy that's but I artwork. like it she's she's cool and a lot of when this song came out people were just losing their shit over it and I listened to it and it was okay okay it was cool but well once it says show stopping finale frames a Mediterranean tryst in finger snaps and rubbery scents okay uh, rubbery scents I love that sounds great to me but it, it was not giving that much for me. Um, okay. Well, we look and and also you know Ethel Kane's on there. That's good. Nineteen seventy five friends of the show on there as well. Yeah, I mean it, it, the rest of it it, get, it gets so like obscure at certain points where I'm like I should know some of this mm-hmm. I guess but I don't. Yeah, we're good here. I'm gonna go. I had to actually cancel and and change my Pilates class for today because the the timing was different. I've, I messed up, but I'm gonna go. I have a Pilates class. I'm sorry. In one hour, and my body—it's so—it's such a weird thing. I've only been to a few classes now, and right before my body gets in into this like 
weird panic or something like that. Like I feel nauseous before. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm scared yeah. and nauseous before, but then as soon as it's done, I feel so amazing. Like the the 45 minutes goes by really quickly, and you know you just you don't even have time to think about what time it is or what's going on. And all the hour or two leading up to it, I'm nervous and anxious, and I feel kind of nauseous, like I'm I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, I, oh my god. I get that I get that way about workout classes sometimes. Actually, um, it, it's just it's it's not necessary, but sometimes we put pressure on ourselves. Oh, th if I didn't have my hostage tape, I wouldn't. I don't know what I would be doing. What would you do? What would you do? How long gone? Go check out that uh, new New York Magazine cover that everybody's talking about. Fr so many friends of the show on the cover. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I would love for you guys to debate that on Twitter about how it's pointless um, or how it's amazing. There's no in between. Classic or trash lifestyle. And of course, friend of the show, Annie Hamilton, the best person on there. Ste 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 stealing the show. Well, I... I <clears throat> I'm biased towards towards Lee Pace, uh, but I understand what you're look, saying. Look, Lee doesn't need another win right now. Okay, you're right, Lee. <laughs> look, look, let the, the guy's got enough. Um, all right, how long? How long gone? Uh, thank you for listening to to our podcast, and we will see you later this week with more podcasts. And thank you to our guests for canceling one hour before. That's why we have a solo episode today. Less than one hour, I would say fifteen minutes. Uh, but you know, Wi-Fi in Mexico isn't good. Who would have thought? How long gone? Uh, um, we'll see you guys soon. Bye.